0: Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast, episode number 224. Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast. Learn jazz piano without all the guesswork. Now, your host, Brendan Lowe. Brendan Lowe. Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast where we have one mission, that is to help you achieve jazz piano freedom so that you can express your true inner soul and emotions instead of having to copy what others have shown you. Now we do this by providing structured and organized jazz piano education on specific jazz piano tools that you can then take and use over any tune so that you have complete jazz piano freedom. Alright, welcome to the Jazz Piano School podcast, episode number 224. My name is Brendan Lowe. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, as always, for your support. In this particular episode, I did a podcast on how to practice improv. Now, I'm not specifically going to be teaching and educating on how to use improvisational tools. For example, like what notes are in the whole tone scale, or how you, would you use an augmented hexatonic, um, you know, tool. Something like that. In this particular episode, I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to talk about an approach, a three-step approach that I use to this day to familiarize myself with the tool, pick a tool, and essentially just go deep into exploring how to progress as an improviser, right? Because I see so many people—listen, actually, I should start this off by saying I did it myself. Myself. I did it wrong for so many years. So I did it wrong for like 20 years, and I want to help you— save that time based on what i've learned all right and again this three-step process i still use to this day and it works like a charm it's amazing it's amazing it works so well and it's fantastic and the more you can use this and just kind of approach your improv in this manner the more focused you're going to be the more progress you're going to make in a shorter amount of time okay with that being said i just want to say a couple quick things i i just got off a weekend i had to skip last week the podcast because uh of the learn jazz live event and hosted by um brent brent verastrada i think is i think that's how you say his last name varstra and essentially great guy we had a lot of conversations i should be able to say his name right i feel embarrassed now but um <coughs> learn jazz is the website he put this thing together and it's absolutely amazing i just keep commending him i'm just so you know i guess honored to be a part of it because it was like the first Jazz uh, online jazz event that brought online entrepreneurs together to create this thing and it was so cool i mean there were so many amazing um artists on there amy nolte jamie abersall um peter martin adam manis uh elijah i forget his last name another there's just lots and lots of incredible artists on there um with online businesses and it was just so cool to see them all brought together in this way and just have our minds kind of unified and brought together with our mission that is helping serve jazz right the jazz education world through this online technology platform the internet websites things like that and online education and I just love it I mean it it really inspires my soul and it inspires me to do more and serve more and help more and just do more I mean it's it's really really incredible so Go check out his website if you haven't done so already. It's really, really great. learnjazzstandards.com. It's not piano focused necessarily, but it's more um, you know, it's 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 about it's about standards, honestly. And um, I've never I've never explored his membership or anything like that, but fantastic, fantastic guy, and he's doing some amazing things. So I highly recommend you check it out. The other thing that was really exciting for me that happened is that I'm gonna be starting another business, as I mentioned before, to help musicians in business to help musicians monetize their creativity. And that was the name of one of my first workshops that I just performed with my business partner. I'm actually gonna be pursuing two business ventures, one on my own and one with a partner. And so it was really, really fun and amazing to see a lot of JPS followers go to that workshop. We had, it was a Zoom workshop, so I got to see a lot of you in person. Um, teach some business principles, interact with uh, a couple of member who has courageously stepped up to the platform and opted to be in a hot seat where we helped coach him with some of his ideas and helped, you know, um, create some actionable steps for him to move forward in his business pursuits, his ideas and things like that. So I'm really inspired and excited about that because I want to give back and I you know I just published a blog post on my personal blog which will be my business blog and we'll have a link to all my music things like that but essentially you know musicians it, we, it's a rough life it's, we don't get into music to you know to to make a substantial amount of money right that's not who we are as people you know we're unified in the fact that we want to create art and unfortunately in the world that we live in today the arts They're 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 not paid well, you know, and they're not. I don't think they're they're respected enough, and it's it's a sad thing, right? So when I say the word business, it's you know business has kind of comes with a lot of baggage, I think, because we can think of a business being like Facebook or Apple or um, you know capitalism or things like that. I'm not going to get into any of that stuff, but like. Who, whoever you are, you may have an interpretation about the word business. But when I say the word business, to me, the definition of business is helping and serving others, and that's what I'm all about. So, the more musicians that can start, let's call it a serve a, you know a way to serve others, right? So, like, let's say everyone's unique. We all have creative a creative spirit. We all have uh, different DNA. No one has the same DNA in this entire world the billions and billions of people on the world you have a set of DNA that is different than everyone else that everybody right so everyone we all have a unique gift and the more we can explore our gifts and find out how we can help others the more we're going to uplift and empower musicians right and I'm solely talking about musicians right now because I, I, the musical community, my fellow musicians, classical, jazz, it's not just jazz, it's everybody, classical orchestras, people in orchestras, you know, high professionals. My father, who, you know, retired, was the concertmaster of the Boston Symphony Orchestra. I'm helping him put together a program and because he just retired. And, and there's so many amazing musicians out there, and it's hard for us to get our art, to get our creative expression out to the world because what we are best at is our musical talents, Right or our gifts, or maybe we just love music, but we don't really know how to, you know, create a business around it. Maybe you're a music teacher, right? Maybe you teach middle school, um, high school, college. You're a teacher, you know, and maybe you do a couple gigs here and there. Maybe you don't gig at all, but you have a unique gift, and everyone has a unique gift as a musician, as a music teacher, no matter what you're teaching. Maybe you're, you're maybe you're a, um, uh, in, a performer in a like a, like I said, in an orchestra, in a high level orchestra. Um, Chicago, Boston Symphony, San Francisco, New York, right? And you're performing these concerts, but you just want to do more. You want to serve the people. You want to get out there. You just want to, you know, let your light out to the world. And that's what I want to help my fellow musicians do now is just, like, open up. Is open up themselves. Open up their creativity. Open up their message to start helping others and spreading the word that musicians are a powerful community and that we need to be heard and we need to help others. We need to spread awareness of the amazing gifts that we have and, and how amazing music is as an art form. And I think everyone's aware of that subconsciously, but I think the more we can have a presence in the world through business, right? Through ways that serve others, help uplift others, help empower others, you know, the more we can do together. So I had a, uh, you know, a pretty interesting story starting jazz piano school and I've gone through a lot of different things. I've had a lot of different types of experiences and I've learned so much, like so much. And I worked as a personal trainer for so many years and a personal training manager, which I was, and uh, you know, responsible for selling personal training and sales for, um, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I was sick of it. Like I was getting emails from my bosses, Brendan, you're not doing well, you know, all these types of things. And I was like, this just isn't who I am. Like I didn't fit in here and I did it for years because why I had to make a paycheck. Like I had to pay the bills, but I went to music school. I'm a musician, I love performing, I love music, I'm a creative, I love dreaming, I love inspiring, I love motivating, I love looking at the sky and just thinking about the endless possibilities that we all have available to us if we can just take control of our amazing willpower, you know, that humans have, right? So I was just held down, I was boxed in, I was caged in because I needed my paychecks, I needed my paychecks as a musician, Right, and we all do. Music teachers and music teachers did it better than I did because I, you know, I, I kind of caged myself and fell into the rat trap, and because I needed to pay the bills, you know. And you know, when I look back on it, I don't regret it, but I hated it. It was soul sucking. I feel like I lost so many years of my life, and <clears throat> I quit in 2012, and I started my own business. Right, and the way I, that I started jazz piano school, the podcast you're listening to right now, is that my students love my education. And I had taught thousands of students, you know, in person, right? And I'd done master classes and things like that at universities. I was teaching at colleges, high schools. And all the people that I encountered, even, you know, professional players, they're like, who would see me teach and educate, they're like, man, you're, you have a different way about you with your education. Like, it's different than the way that I see other educators. When I would do competitions, right, and i judge competitions, I would do... Um, clinics right and and people would have me guest clinic and they would you know they would know about me but they didn't see me in action they didn't see me working with the students and they you know people just were like you need to you need to do this more and so a lot of people were like you should put some of your stuff online boom bada bing bingo bango bongo bob jazz piano school was born and now here we are and i would like to help and inspire up my fellow musicians do the exact same thing. Now, knowing what to do with yourself, knowing how to take your idea, knowing the steps to take to formulate a business, that is a big, big journey, right? And when I started out, I was just so determined to make it work. Uh, 90% because I literally had no income at the time (laughs) because I quit my job. I was on government assistance for food and I had like 200 bucks in my bank account, right? Thus is the stereotypical musician. I was taking every single gig possible. I was teaching as many piano lessons as possible, just trying to keep my head above water. And I started jazz piano school and I was determined to make it work. And again, here we are seven years later. And so now I'm going to share my business knowledge, my business story, everything I've done to grow jazz piano school with others and help them create their own dream, their own business, their own lifestyle, right? So If you think you can't do it, if you think you do not have an idea, if you think you're not the right person, let me be the first to tell you, you're wrong. (laughs) You are absolutely wrong, and I'm living proof. Everybody, and we just ran an iteration of our business program, my partner and I and myself, and we have amazing success stories from the way that we've helped people, musicians just like yourself, transform their studios, build courses, build businesses and it's happening all over in in the blink of an eye and it's absolutely incredible and I just love helping musicians and seeing their souls come alive because they realize that they can live out their passion they realize that they can make income and be doing exactly what it is they want to do with their life right so no matter what it is whether you want to teach music and you want to build a business whether you want to one of our clients just taught He has a business called Tech for Musicians. He's teaching tech for musicians. He's a musician himself, but he loves tech, right? So it doesn't have to be another jazz piano school. It can be anything, right? And what I do and what I'm going to help others like yourself do, anyone who's interested, if you go to brendanlow.com, you're going to see all the information I'm going to be putting out there um, on my blog and my podcast called The Financially Free Musician. And I'm going to teach you everything that I've done to build and grow Jazz Piano School and help you formulate your business ideas. Now, obviously, I'm going to have services and things like that, some group programs to work with me, um, some private coaching if you want to work with me as well. And I'm going to be helping musicians. Like, this is what I love. I love talking with musicians. I love helping musicians. I love everything about music. I love the world of musicians, like the world we live in, right? As a musician, it's like, We, we know a lifestyle that's different than others. Like we go to school and we feel different. I've always felt different in school. Can you relate to that? Right. And everyone's told us to go to school, go to college, get a job, get a nine to five, you know, go, go, go to work. But like, I never wanted that. Like I just wanted to play music. And I kept asking myself, I'd ask my parents, I'd ask my teachers, I'd ask my friends, you know, what are you going to do after school? You're going to go get a job? You're going to go to school? Like, I guess why why like can't I do something else I just want to play music can I play music why can't I just play music I just want to live my life like I don't want to work for a boss I don't want to work make money for another person right why are they taking my money you know I want to be free from the restrictions and the the confines of of society and like corporation world the corporate world right so musicians we know this we know the struggle. Music doesn't pay well. Like gigs don't pay well unless you're like a pro. And when I played with Christian McBride a couple years back, you know, even he was talking about, um, you know, trying trying to get people to get pay him. You know, it's always a hustle. It's always a hustle for musicians. And I'm not saying it's not in the business world when you have a business. It's, you're still working your booty off, right? Like crazy. I've never worked so hard in my life. But the difference is I was working for myself. I was working for myself to build my own dream, right? To make money for myself, which no one was taking from me. No boss, no corporation was telling me to go to work. I wasn't getting emails from any other boss telling me how bad I was doing, how poor my reports are, you know, how bad my sales were, things like that. It was all for myself and that freedom. Let me tell you something. It's second to none. It's the best feeling in the world as a creative person, as a musician, having that freedom to express yourself and live how you want to live. I know you feel that way, too. I know if you're listening still to this podcast, you feel that same exact way. It's amazing. Literally, like I wouldn't I would give up. I wouldn't give up anything for it. It's, it's absolutely incredible. So I want to help other musicians find that in their lives, change their life. Change their reality and change their beliefs and help you understand that it absolutely is possible for anyone out there listening right now in this particular moment to live the lifestyle of your dreams, to build a business and to be your own boss, right? To live with freedom, to not go to your nine to five. Now, if you enjoy teaching your high school job, your whatever, your studio, that's great, but it doesn't mean you can't do other things. Right? Doesn't mean you can't make more income or improve your income, okay? That would allow you to buy that fancy coffee, right? Or buy that like bookcase that you've always wanted, something like that, right? Just a little bit, little, live a little bit more freely within your life, okay? Get rid of some of the anxiety, the stress from living paycheck to paycheck. It's a terrible feeling. It's a really terrible feeling. And trust me, man, I know it all too well, all too well. From the moment I quit my job, even in my job, I was. Practically living paycheck to paycheck, right? And guess what? The thing about that is that there's a ceiling. There's a ceiling at your job. And when you start, when you go into uh, entrepreneurship and solopreneurship, working at your own business, guess what? There's no ceiling. Sky's the limit. The harder, the more work you put in, the more you're going to get out of your business, right? The more you water your crops, the more crops you're going to get. But with a business, if you work for a corporation, guess what? You have. square footage amount of crops that you can grow because they've put that on you you have a salary you have an hourly pay right unless you're getting you know raises all the time which isn't happening you still have a you still have a cap there's only so far you can go but when you're your own boss the possibilities the limits are endless so i'm done with my tangent (laughs) go to uh CollectiveMindExperience.com or BrendanLow.com is my own personal website now that I'll be posting the majority of my information on. But CollectiveMindExperience.com is my uh, other business that I'll be working on with my partner. My personal business that's going to be personally with me. If you just want coaching from me personally or you want my services, information about um, all the business education that I've um, experienced throughout my journey, you're going to want to go to BrendanLow.com because I, I am running CollectiveMindExperience with a partner. And brendanlow.com will be everything regarding uh, me. Go find Financially Free Musician podcast. That's going to be a documented kind of reality show of me growing the business, telling you exactly what I am doing, and with the blog posts and things like that, you are going to get so much information. There'll be free trainings on the website too. Tell you how to get started, what you are looking for, and of course, I am going to be launching a group program in which you'll get to work with me, and I'll have some probably. Um, some personal coaching as well, if you want to work privately with me, if you want to work privately with me, or you can do it in a group experience, which is really, really fun as well. I'm contemplating having a, uh, some courses and things like that for musicians. I'm not sure if I want to go that direction just yet. I'd rather work with people. I really am enjoying working with people. You know, it's, it's, it's quite a different experience than just running, a you know, like a, a membership website where everyone's kind of logging in by themselves. I don't really have much interaction unless I'm doing a live lesson. I really want to talk to you. I want to help people in person. I want to experience what you're experiencing and be in the trenches with you as you do, you know, everything that you're doing. So that's why I'm going to start with my group program, my private coaching first, and then later on we'll see um about that stuff so wow i went on a tangent but um i think it's important and without further ado here is the three steps to practicing improv here we go all right welcome to the jazz piano school podcast episode number 224 my name is brendan lowe creator and founder of jazz piano school In this particular podcast episode, I'm going to be teaching you my three steps to practice improvising, my three steps to practice improvising. Now, a lot of times we go and we start to improvise, but we really don't know how to practice in what we're doing, right? So these three steps should give you a clear path to help you become a better improviser. All right? Definitely go to jazzpianoschool.com to check out all the free education we have. And with that being said, let's dive right into the lesson. Here we go. Step number one, we need a focus when practicing improv. We need a focus. For example, we need a tool. We need a tool. So let's say, what are we working on? Really nail it down. Maybe we're working on the blues scale, right? Maybe that's the tool, the improvisational tool that we're working on. Okay. So step number one is to nail down the tool that you're currently working on. Like what is it? You can't just, now there's gonna be more steps to this, but you need to pick your focus. Maybe it's uh, your pentatonic scales, right? Maybe it's your minor pentatonic. Maybe it's your hexatonic scale. Right? Maybe it's your bebop approaches. Maybe it's your um, chord scale above the half step below. It doesn't matter what it is, but you want to nail down the tool that you're working on. You need focus. You need a direction. Now, again, just to to emphasize this, the tools that you can nail down can be textures. They can be musicality. Maybe your focus is dynamics, right? That's, That's not necessarily a tool, but maybe you're working on shifting from articulation, right? So you could go from loud to soft, right? Something like that. Maybe you go from soft to loud. Whatever it is, right? And again, so your tool is just some sort of focus that you're working on in the moment. You have to have some sort of focus, all right? Step number one, very easy. So with that being said, let's start with the blue scale. (coughs) Let's say this is my tool, okay? Now, step, step number two is going to be developing a relationship with your tool. Developing a relationship with your tool. Now, what do I mean by this exactly? Well, you need to have your ear needs to be adjusted to the sound. Your fingers need to be adjusted to the movements. There's a lot that needs to happen before we can actually start to use this tool. So, with the blue scale, obviously, we need to work on this technically we need to develop a relationship with so i'm going to practice exercises to ensure that i can physically go up and down the scale or play different ways of the scale which i'll get to in a second but again we just need to physically be able to execute our tool we need to have some sort of relationship with it we need to, a relationship with it we need to be able to hear it right now in this particular step step number 2 there's no metronome I'm just moving back and forth and trying to hear everything that's happening. Now what I'm doing here is I'm going through the different areas of the scale and just listening. I'm just listening and playing around, like I'm literally experimenting here. Now this is more of a beginner level. Again, if you have more dexterity, you can add different types of trills in here. Do some jumps, right? Find out what you like. In this step, you're just experimenting. Listen very closely. Find out what you like, right? Maybe you like that. Play around with it. Play it 10 times. Maybe switch it up, right? If you like the pattern, maybe change your voicing. Maybe I just liked what I played there, so I'll play it again. What did I like about that? I like this little slide here, so I'm going to play around with that more. Maybe I like this texture here. So again, what I'm doing here is again, just developing a relationship with this particular tool, right? I'm taking it very, very slow. Let's say our tool was a little bit more out. Let's say, you know, uh, let's say we're using the whole whole tone scale, but um, you know, in a hexatonic manner. So we have two augmented triads, C augmented and D augmented, right? Maybe I'm getting used to this tool. So what am I gonna do here? I'm going to do the same exact thing. If I'm this is the first time I'm using it. And then maybe again, there's no time. There's no pressure here. Right? Just breathe and experiment. try all sorts of different things try different registers different voicings anything you're just experimenting and again you're get, you're letting your ear adjust to the improvisational tool now as you start to move through this you can start to add a little bit of tempo here but not with the use of a metronome at all that's a pretty out tool right let's take a different type of tool let's take a tool that I love to use um, over any sort of kind of minor blues or minor modal sound this is kind of my like a variation of a pentatonic scale and I kind of like to combine them or blend them so this right here I just call this more of a minor sus so I we have this minor sound we have a sus and then it finishes off with just the five and the seven. Right? So again, one, two, three, four, five. It's five notes. It is a you know a variation of the pentatonic scale, but it's not the traditional, you know, your traditional minor pentatonic, right? So let's say I was getting used to this tool. Again, I'm just going to experiment with this, just freely. I'll see what kind of sounds I can get. Maybe I do runs. Maybe I go fast. Maybe I try some fast runs, right? Maybe I do slow. Again, I'm completely experimenting here. and now i haven't gotten to step 3 yet right so i haven't gotten to step 3 yet i'm still completely experimenting all right so at this point you should kind of get the idea and again if you're more if you're used to working with a tool let's say you know the blue scale really well i highly recommend and encourage you to break out of your box so if you've used the blue scale you know certain movements or licks right in the blue scale maybe you know that that's something you play a lot break out of the box Right? Experiment. You know, let your ear hear more sounds. You play the blue skill down here in the low end. You can't really see this on the camera. I love using the blue skill down here. Now anytime I do something new, I'm developing a relationship with this improvisational tool. Maybe I switch it up. Going to F7 here, right? complete experimentation with the tool that you're working on so your ear can adjust your fingers can adjust and your whole soul and being can start to hear the sounds that are coming out of that tool all right that's going to be step number two now once you've worked on that a little bit right and you and you've built up some sort of facility with the tool that you're working on I'll stay with the blue scale for now Step number three is actually implementing it into some sort of tune, progression, or tempo. Now, I don't recommend you go directly into a tune because you just want to start to get used to it. Again, for for really, really, um, you know, low-level beginners, th- this is going to be enough. Like, this is going to be enough. Like, think about it when you're just learning how to do improvisation. Let's just say... You're first learning how to improvise over a C major seven, and you're just using chord tones. Maybe the tool you're using is just chord tones. At this point, I've done my experimentation. I'm gonna put on a metronome very, very slowly, and I'm gonna try and use my tool to improvise. So let's say the metronome's about here one, two, three, four. One, two, three. Here I go. play my chord again, just so I can hear the harmonies. Now, the thing I want you to take away from this is that even though it sounds, it's a very, very beginner level, right? This can apply to advanced players. I use this still to this day for any improv tool that I'm trying to Implement into my playing and develop a better relationship with so that it can come out in a more free way Does that make sense? So let's let's bump the level on this Instead of just using chord tones. Maybe I'm using the full mode. So I'm using the full scale again I'm still talking about step number three. You still have to go through all the steps Steps one and two come first right and then step number three So I'm just using the Ionian scale and I'm gonna uh, repeat step number three just over one chord I'm still just using one chord here, right? Here we go, one, two, three, four. Okay, so again, I have some sort of direction now. I have a tempo. I have a set structure in step number three that I'm using to help me focus my improv practice, right? I've <clears throat> set the tool, I've practiced my tool so I have some sort of facility. I've also experimented with it. I've developed a relationship with it. I can move around with it. Now, again, we're implementing it into more real life situations. Like, right? And I'm, this is, isn't a tune, it's just a chord. But this particular situation right here is gonna be necessary in tunes, right? We're just isolating the situation. Now maybe I bump it up. Let's say I'm a more intermediate player and you want to get better at uh, using the Lydian scale. Right, so the only change here is gonna be this F sharp. Maybe I want to develop my ear so that it adjusts better to this F sharp, right? Because for a lot of you, this is gonna be abnormal to to your sound, to your body, to what you're hearing. So this whole process is gonna help you better blend to any tool that you're using and integrate it into your soul so you can play more freely. Right, so I'm gonna I'm on step number two. I'll just experiment a little bit. You know, play the out thing a lot so you start to adjust to it. put it in your voicing too and again this is me going to my level now to to build a better relationship with this particular tool So you get the picture. That was that was literally me at the level that I'm at, just experimenting with the Lydian tool. I mean, you know, I, I have a very great relationship with this particular tool already, but I was <coughs> I was seeing if I could go further. Always see if you could go further, and I did kind of get some cool sounds out that I liked that I may use in the future. Right, that right there could be a uh, composition that I could come up with. So. Again, step number three now, I'm going to integrate it and inject it into some sort of structured situation. Now, again, this could be one chord, it could be a progression. Maybe I end my two, five, one with my Lydian tool. So, if you're a more intermediate player or intermediate to advanced, you could use your bebop and then end with your Lydian tool. Right, and so I'm injecting it. And again, this doesn't just mean you're just doing this once or twice, right? You're spending 20, 30 minutes on this every single day, right? Working on this, uh, these situational bases, and change it up, change up the situation. Like maybe my situation that I'm working on now is two five one, and again, I'm ending on the, I'm ending on the Lydian. <laughs> I'm kind of and again so like the situational basis that I'm using as a structured platform to use my tool over is just a 251 now maybe I take a random progression right so maybe I take C major 7 a flat major 7 F major seven Again, I'm not swinging here that's just literally what come out of me first right so maybe I swing it repeating that progression over and over and over again to inject and work on specifically the tool that i've now built a relationship with and i'm now playing right over these structured ways now obviously the very last step if you're working on some sort of improvisation tool put it into a tune put it into a tune right so if i'm playing autumn leaves maybe sorry Maybe I'm soloing over autumn leaves. Now I wanna inter I wanna inject my tool that I've been working on and see how it comes out. See how it comes out in autumn leaves. Right, so I just use all Lydian there. Right? So I've just started to apply my tool to a tune Like whatever tune it is you're working on Again, you're starting to use your improvisational Structure that you've worked on With the three steps into a tune now Here comes Lydian There's more Lydian is my Lydian. Right? So that's the tool I've been working on up until this point. And again, it could be any tool. Like, it could be any tool. Maybe you're trying to inject the blues scale, Right? Right. So, again, the final, final step is moving into, um, you know, whatever tune it is that you're putting that particular tool into. OK, so just to recap real quick, step number one is going to be to define your tool, whatever it is, just simply define your tool. This is a very, very important step, you know. And again, there are times for experimentation where you just want to sit down and, and, so, and solo, see what comes out. But when you're practicing, right, define your tool. So again, the blue scale, right? And then to step number two, develop your relationship with your tool. Just move back and forth. Do whatever. Experiment. No tempo. No pressure. Right? Go slowly. You know, really listen to each note. right develop a relationship with all the parts of the sound and the tool how you can use it you know get as creative as possible here play two notes play three notes play slides play octaves play in all registers right really get a feel for it you want to feel it you want to hear it you want to you want to know it inside and out okay and then finally and again you can put a little time in this step a little a little bit no metronome though no pressure but feel free to play with some time to help you out Right, I'm just feel, feeling the time internally. Right? Just like that. And again, I've kind of applied a little bit of time just to see how it goes. Just to see what it gives back to me. You know, what am I struggling with? Maybe I stick with one portion of the tool. Again, still step number two. Step number three, finally, is I'm going to Use some sort of structured platform to start to work on my tool, right? This is where the pressure begins because we are using a metronome and some sort of progression or tempo that binds us to stay with our tool. So, for example, maybe I just stick on a C7 chord. and so forth but again I'm, I'm now restricted to whatever structure that I pick that allows me to continuously practice using my tool whether it's playing the blues form whether it's playing two blues chords maybe just C and F maybe it's a whole blues form right maybe it's just one chord it doesn't matter but step three is where you're kind of restricting and binding yourself which will put some pressure on you to focus your tool And then again, you can repeat and go back through the whole entire process as many times as you want. Maybe you need to develop a better relationship with your tool and maybe you need to work on a little bit more. Maybe you you know you're not really sure about some areas. Go, Go back to step number two and work on developing that relationship with certain areas of your tool you're not familiar with. You're not comfortable and then go back into step number three. Maybe you've chosen in step number three, your structure is too much, right? Maybe you've chosen to use the whole blues form, but you're not ready for that. Use your binding structure as just one chord. It's okay to just use one chord for like a thousand measures. Practice playing the blues scale over one chord for the whole week, for the whole month, right? There's no rush here. This is an amazing thing. Just relax, right? And really go in-depth with exactly what you're trying to improvise with. You know, listen more. Come back to the cutting board, right? And again, repeat this process as many times as you want. And the more you can do this, I guarantee the better results you're going to have as an improvisational artist. And again, you're going to make more progress in a shorter amount of time. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been podcast episode new 224. Go to jazzpjonschool.com to check out all the free information that we have there available for you. And if you want to join the live audience at any time, go to jazzpjonschool.com forward slash live podcast. And you can join the live audience that I have here right now that I'm about to answer questions for. It's the only time that you'll be able to get answer, uh, ask me questions, excuse me. If you join the live audience, I'll answer any and all questions that you have after the live podcast recordings. Hope you have a wonderful day, and as always, happy practicing.